0: Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter. I'm here with Eli McCann. Hey.
1: Hi. Not always the greatest in pop culture, but...
0: Yeah. And not always the latest. Sometimes we get some real stinkers. Yeah. And we rarely talk about the latest, huh? <laughs> we should change our intro. <laughs> about the oldest and... Mediocre. Me-
1: most mediocre pop culture.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eli, what have you been watching?
1: couple of things. So, on a listener recommendation, I checked out a little film called A Deadly Adoption. Yeah. Okay.
0: A listener reached out and asked us to cover this film. I had some real trouble accessing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you managed to find it so. on
1: YouTube somehow.
0: Which, like, and then I tried to find it on YouTube. And I think between the time you watched it and I tried to find it, it was pulled.
1: Yeah. Who who recommended this to us, by the way? I want to give a shout out to this person. Natalie? Natalie. Um, a Deadly Adoption stars uh, Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell. And it is a very, very dry spoof on every Lifetime movie you've ever seen. And it is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. The entire, like, film just crams in every possible trope that you've ever seen in a lifetime movie mm-hmm. one after the other. But Will Farrow and uh Kristen Wig play it with such a straight face that like you almost wonder if they're serious like except that we know who they are. And so it's like obviously they're doing this they're they're joking. But if you didn't know who they were and you just stumbled upon this, you'd be like, this is a pretty bad lifetime movie.
0: <laughs> well the preview, I did manage to find the preview because there are like ninety thousand previews available on YouTube for this movie it is a legitimate lifetime movie preview yeah it's not there's no joke in the preview you would see that and if you didn't know who Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell were you'd be like well this is clearly a lifetime movie like all the other lifetime movies
1: yeah and so how I would describe it is if if you took a lifetime movie and made it two percent more ridiculous yeah and so it's like not so over the top that you're like oh this is a parody." But, yeah, it's worth checking out. It is one of the funniest movies I have seen in a long time. I will revisit it many, many times over. I love Kristen Wig a lot. Yeah. Um, she hasn't done a ton lately, uh, and I hope that her career kind of rebounds because I think she was the best part of SNL for a long time. Oh,
0: super long time. And
1: I I love Bridesmaids. It's like, that's such a rewatchable movie for me. Will Ferrell's growing on me lately. I'm like all of a sudden finding.
0: I'm really glad that you're coming around to Will Ferrell because I think Will Ferrell is so funny. Yeah. I would recommend the episode he does of Conan O'Brien's, what's it called? Friends? Look, I'm looking for a friend. Conan O'Brien's podcast. Podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a really funny conversation where they talk about that movie. Um, they talk about kind of Will Ferrell's <laughs> bravery and humor where he's just willing to fail. Uh-huh. Like he's just willing to take an L for the sake of experimenting. And of course, part of that is like his privilege that he's like a very mega star. Yeah. Wealthy yeah. white comedian. Yeah. Uh, But some of the stuff he does, you're really like, wow, that was a choice. Yeah. And I kind of respect it. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll check that out. Um, I just binged All of Dead to Me finally. It's not really new. Have you watched it?
0: I watched like half an episode and then it just didn't hook me.
1: Yeah. So it's not great. I would give it a solid B (laughs) minus. Okay. It was like just interesting enough that I kept going. Uh, the leads in it are very, very good. It's Christina Applegate. I yeah. kind of forgot how good of an actress she is. Um, she doesn't play a very likable character, but she's really good in this. Yeah. And then I kn- I don't know how to say her last name, but Linda Ca- Cardellini, Cardellini mm-hmm. who I really like, but she does a lot of crap. Like she had Green Book. Oh,
0: yeah. But she, she did Freaks and Geeks.
1: She did Freaks and Geeks. She did Mad Men. Yeah and she she's great in this um james marsden is in it he's a little too much for me really
0: i love james Marsden.
1: i I normally do too in this i think he's way overacting okay but like this show is it's sort of a whodunit like murder mystery that just like keeps propelling itself and it's very soap opery. like a a twin emerges from the shadows that you didn't know existed kind of soap opera that literally happens in one of the episodes um check it out if you just like want something kind of mindless and stupid with great actors. Yeah. Uh and then finally I started Killing Eve finally.
0: Oh, what do you think? So
1: far I like it. So it's a spy show. Spy shows not my thing, which is which has been my hesitation, but I of course love Phoebe Waller-Bridge mm-hmm. and she made it, uh made the show and you have recommended it to me quite a lot. And so finally last night I gave it a try. One episode in, I quite like it, and I will continue to report.
0: Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. We tried uh, her show that's on HBO Run.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that was her show.
0: Did not care for it.
1: Really? Yeah. Like,
0: couldn't finish it. Okay. So, you know, we all have hits and misses. Yeah, sure. What have you been watching, Meg? Oh, I'll tell you. I was
1: just about to ask you, okay?
0: (laughs) You asked me recently if my kids watch... YouTube. Yeah. And I was very high and mighty and being like, no, we don't watch YouTube in our house.
1: All the moms remember.
0: We're sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Well, that changed recently. And Ramona, my five-year-old, has taken to watching these videos on YouTube that are other children playing with Legos. Oh. So they – I don't know whose parents set this up for their child, but there's a camera on the Legos and it's girls like – Playing the Legos talking to each other. And she'll watch this for hours. What? I know. Do I need to take her somewhere Is, and like have her evaluated? It? So
1: it's like other little kids? Yeah. I Well, you know what? It sounds like those people, grown adults, who watch videos of people playing video games.
0: Yeah, that's a thing, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean like I don't do that. But like...
0: But other adults do.
1: Adults do. So maybe she's fine. Maybe she's just one of those people.
0: Maybe she's five and I should stop worrying about it so much.
1: And maybe kids just like right now they're not really playing with their friends nearly as much or in the yeah. same capacity and maybe they just kind of want to be around other be kids with other kids playing That's possible. yeah
0: um mucho mucho amor mm. it, have you seen it no uh it is a documentary on netflix about walter mercado who is an astrologist who appeared on telemundo for and like univision for years so like Everyone who is Hispanic in America knows who Walter Mercado is. Anyone who's like in a Spanish speaking country knows who this guy is. I'd never heard of him. Mm -hmm. Really love the documentary. Walter Mercado is like a pansexual, liberace, wears these like very elaborate costumes for all of his shows. And it's it's kind of about like the last year or so of his life they managed to interview him. He recently died. Um, Just super interesting to learn about this figure I'd never heard of
1: before. And is it in Spanish? No. Where do you watch it? Netflix. Mucho, mucho amor. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, Knives Out is streaming, I believe, on Hulu. And we rewatched that the other night. That movie holds up.
1: It's good. It's It's, a great movie. And I
0: was like sad when it was over. So it's clearly going to be like one we revisit all the time. Such Mm. a stacked cast. Mm -hmm. So much fun to watch. Just as gratifying the second time. Um And then I'm boning up because in a few months, Real Housewives of Salt Lake is premiering. Of course. So I decided, you know, there's like a million of these franchises and I just really had to pick mm-hmm. which one I was going to dedicate some time to. And it's Real Housewives of New York. Okay. Which started in 2010. Uh-huh. The looks these women are wearing are... Atrocious. Oh, really? And that has been the funnest part so far, is seeing what kind of clothes people were wearing in 2010. What kind of clothes rich, New Yorker, maybe slightly tacky women were wearing?
1: Yeah, yeah. What a trip. What are you you expecting out of Salt Lake, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City?
0: The same I expect out of any of these shows. Like some light drama. People who are just... Amplifying their personalities just enough mm-hmm. to keep you entertained and will kind of act like friends to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll become important people in my life. Yeah. Just like the people in Selling Sunset are, like, my closest friends now. Yeah.
1: But do you think Salt Lake City is is actually going to be a different spin on this show than what we've seen?
0: No, I don't think the city actually matters that okay. much. Okay. I think what makes New York Housewives New York Housewives is they—some of them have New York accents. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so like, we might get some Utah accents. We might out of get this. some Utah accents. Yeah. But I think a lot of the people who are going to be on the Utah franchise are transplants. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm like out of breath.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it was quite the workout, what you just said. Really exciting
0: talking hmm. about housewives. So, then we both watched Palm Springs.
1: Very buzzy movie right Very now. Very
0: buzzy. It was the big hit coming out of Sundance. It was purchased for more than any other movie at Sundance that has ever been purchased oh, for. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and it broke Hulu's streaming record for the weekend it was released. Wow. I really enjoyed this movie. It
1: is a great movie. I honestly went into it expecting a B-movie. Just like, oh, it'll be like a B-movie. That's fine. Because sometimes yeah. you just want a B-movie. And it ended and I was like, oh, that's one of the better movies I've seen in the last year.
0: And you're not a huge... Andy Samberg fan
1: I'm not I don't I don't dislike him either but like I don't tend to find his comedy all that funny I thought he was pretty funny in this but this movie was better than the comedy in it like it was it wasn't good because it was funny like it had a lot going for it and yeah. we'll get into all of that but.
0: yeah I uh I really really enjoyed it and I knew less about it than you did okay because I texted you and said let's do Palm Springs and you said the Groundhog Day one and I was like sure <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you say so. Yeah. And so I started it and it was it starts in the middle in media res. Is that how you say that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just in the middle of the story. Mm -hmm. So it is like a Groundhog's Day scenario where Andy Samberg is stuck in a time loop. You don't know that going into it. Uh, You see Andy Samberg acting pretty erratically Mm -hmm. for the first while and it's kind of hard to get a read on him. And then he's,
1: he's at he's at a wedding. He's at a wedding. He it's seems like pretty miserable on in Palm Springs going to a wedding. Yeah. And he's being kind of curt with people and dressing weirdly and just doesn't seem to like care. like opening
0: a beer during the ceremony at this wedding. Yeah. Get, um, getting
1: up and giving a speech when he wasn't invited to do so. Just kind of weird erratic behavior. And you're like, OK, this guy is a little nutty, a little crazy.
0: And he uh, he saves the sister of the bride who is played by I believe it's Kristen Mili- Milioti. I feel really bad yeah. that I'm not like familiar with her name cuz she's great. Yeah, Everything yeah. she's in she's really great. Um, saves her, they start, you know, kind of having like hot and heavy moment. Until she, no, here's what happens. J.K. Simmons comes around the corner. Who knew J.K. Simmons was in this movie? I yeah. had no idea. And he's one of my favorites, oh, well, so that um, was just a delight. Yeah. And is essentially hunting Andy Sandberg. and so Andy Sandberg runs to a cave. She follows him. He tries to stop her. Mm-hmm. She continues to follow him as he dives into this, like, whole vortex. Mm-hmm. And she dives in as well, and is now, we learn... Stuck in this time loop with Andy Samberg.
1: No, oh, stop! Don't come in here! Are you okay? Don't come in here!
0: Wake up! Which is a very
1: Groundhog's Day time loop where you wake up every day back into the day the same, the same day. If you
0: die, you wake up. And yep. you're at the same day over again. There's no way to get out of yeah. this time loop.
1: The rule is if you die or if you fall asleep, you end up in that same day. Yes. And so she, she wakes up and we sort of get the Bill Murray experience out of her mm-hmm. because we see her discover that it's the same day again. And you kind of get through that montage and then she's able to find Andy Samberg and like, what happened? I was with you last night. And so then he takes her and he's like, I tried to stop you from going into that cave. I've been stuck in this forever, going to this wedding every day for thousands and thousands of days, and I didn't mean to bring you into this. Also, J.K. Simmons got sucked into this at some point, Mm -hmm. and he is really mad at me because he blames me for it, Mm -hmm. and so he's been just hunting me every day and just killing me for sport because what else is he going to do, Mm -hmm. and so that sort of sets up or the rest of the movie, like the story that's going to play out between kind of these three characters, but in particular, the two, the Andy Samberg and...
0: So you you all of a sudden understand Andy Samberg's nihilism, Mm -hmm. and you kind of take this journey of depression into nihilism with Sarah, the character's name is Sarah, and it's about the relationship between the two of them, uh, which is, I guess, a little predictable, but they're both so good. Yeah. That you're not annoyed with the cliche, these two people are going to fall for each other aspect of it
1: right and part of it is because the two of them are very funny and they're very funny together Mm -hmm. and so you see them you see her kind of start to accept like okay like there aren't really consequences to what we do so they start to just have fun together and Mm -hmm. they start to find ways to just kind of make fools of themselves and embarrass themselves and like do all this like crazy stuff at the wedding and they're like we get to like interrupt this wedding every day in a different way and and it is genuinely funny like it's so delightful to watch
0: it's very delightful to watch it's also very insightful um there's this moment in the first day where something very awkward happens and she's like okay so if i go into that cave again this day is going to start over right and she does and it's because she's still feeling the feelings even though like in this day her family's mad at her and she knows that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. she knows that she's going to wake up and it's going to be a new day tomorrow but it's so painful living with that family being mad at her this day that doesn't matter she still wants to start the next day over yeah like it does a really good job and it even spells out at one point you still feel pain yeah. you still feel emotions yeah. nothing matters but it will have an effect on you
1: my my very favorite part of the movie was the two characters have this conversation about what conse- what consequence actually means like how you define the word consequence and she sort of proposes like well, why don't we just like spend our day murdering people yeah. you know and she's just like we can do anything there are no consequences. And this is something that this movie does that Groundhog's Day didn't attempt to, like, really touch on. In Groundhog's Day, you have, like, Bill Murray going through, like, a suicide montage where yeah. every day he kills himself in a different way. And then you have him, you know, punching Ned, what's his name, in the face and, like, just treating yeah. people terribly because it's just like, none of this matters, none of this matters. But in this movie, so she gets to this point where she's like, well, why, why wouldn't we just do that kind of thing? And Andy Sandberg says, well... It does, there are no consequences for those people, but you still have to wake up again in the time loop knowing that you're the kind of person who did a thing like that. Yeah. And he's like, there are consequences for us. pain is real. Why can't you understand that? It doesn't matter. Nothing
0: matters, right? Those are your words. No,
1: pain matters. What we do to other people matters. Being a source of terror is not fun, okay? It's not fulfilling. I know this from experience. It doesn't matter that everything resets and people don't remember. We remember. We have to deal with the things that we do. And it was such an interesting take on this story that, like, we're all pretty familiar with because, like, who hasn't seen Groundhog's Day? Yeah. And it's sort of, like, I love that this movie tried to give you a different perspective of what it, what does consequence mean for us internally? Even if there's some way that we can magically undo a bad thing that we've done, you can't ever, like, undo the the knowledge that you've done that bad thing. The f-
0: feelings you carry about it.
1: The feelings that you carry about it. And so— Like they have sort of this arc where where they he's already discovered this, apparently, because he's been doing this for a very long time. And you see her have to then kind of discover it herself. This idea of like, okay well, then what can I do to like let myself be free, enjoy the moments that I can without inflicting internal or even like external pain upon myself along the way? And it was really well written. It was
0: really well written It gets just so interesting. I feel like the third act is the strongest part of the movie, which is hard Hard. to pull off. Yeah. uh, Especially in a movie like that. Like, we recently revisited Groundhog's Day. Delightful movie. Mm -hmm. Really kind of falls apart at the end.
1: It turns into a slog in the the last half. You just
0: you the writers were like, we got to get him out of this somehow. Here's how we're going to do it. It involves a lot of ridiculous things. This one is very thoughtful. Um, there's a. I don't want to spoil the movie because I do want people to watch it, but there's a scene between J.K. Simmons and Andy Samberg that is just really <laughs> poignant. Um, and I guess it's not a spoiler to say like J.K. Simmons has kids, and he's telling Andy Samberg like I was so mad at you, I'm never gonna see my daughter walk down the aisle, which is. When you, like, really think about Groundhog Day and you really think about this movie, the thought of not progressing, I think, as humans is so terrifying. Yeah. Like, we're afraid of mortality. We're afraid of death. But we're more afraid of not dying. And we're more afraid of not getting older. Because, like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. The whole thing in life is, like, we're moving forward. We're getting older. We're gaining experience. And to not have that would be kind of the worst thing and that's yeah. what's happened to these people which is why they're suicidal and can't die like yeah. they just want to get out of this because it's the worst scenario yeah you can find yourself in which is also why this movie's a little triggering in covid times
1: it it totally is i will say though despite that so groundhog's day feels like a kind of a, a heavy comedy to me like a I black f- comedy a black comedy it feels like I feel like that unsettled, like forever kind of Mm -hmm. feeling, frankly, I felt the same way watching The Good Place, especially Mm -hmm. the more it progressed, like that sort of like the forever feeling. This movie did a really good job at keeping that conversation thoughtful without slapping like into your face and making you feel depressed about it. Yeah. And so like when they're having these conversations, it's like, oh yeah, like I do like that every day is different. I do like that I'm getting older, but I didn't feel like the horror that, I feel like some of those other depictions make me feel
0: well and i think part of it is that conversation with jk simmons and andy sandberg jk simmons kind of arrives at this place of peace yeah like i'm never gonna see my daughter walk down the aisle but look how great this day i'm reliving is Mm -hmm. like we're barbecuing my kids are playing in the backyard could be a lot worse yeah and if i have to relive a day at least it's this one
1: little joey tending his dog shit Livy's going to do a family portrait later this afternoon where we're all animals. I'm a cuddly grizzly bear. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And Andy Samberg kind of gets to the same realization, I think, pretty shortly after that. He he and Sarah, uh, their characters end up becoming a romantic relationship. It's really a really cute relationship. Mm -hmm. They're having a lot of fun together. And at one point, she expresses to him her concern about, like, I, you know, she's starting to feel like the, the terror of like, I can't, we can't do this forever. And she's like, we're having fun now. But she's like, I don't want to keep doing this. I want to get out of this. And she's trying to find a way to get out of this. And he and he's sort of like dragging his feet and like, why? We're like, we're having a good time. I'm happy to wake up and do this with you every day. Mm-hmm. And she says at one point to him, um, what if we get sick of each other? And he says, we're already sick of each other. And mm-hmm. it's the best. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a cute, like, spin in this very weird universe uh on like what relationships that are valuable look like once they've matured mm-hmm. because they've been doing this for maybe thousands of days i don't know you never really have a good Do concept you of time the
0: writer revealed how long yeah. andy samberg's in the time loop yeah how long 40 years perfect
1: <laughs> and did did it did the writer reveal how long she was in it with him
0: no no but 40 years <laughs> yeah
1: but I just I love that idea that like a mature relationship, you you do like, quote unquote, get sick of yeah. each other. But like, it's kind of the point. It's kind of the point And the relationship is even more valuable at that point. Um, yeah. I don't feel like most romantic comedies have the luxury of being able to explore that concept. Yeah. Because they usually end at the beginning of the relationship. Yes. And this sort of like let you feel like this is a relationship that's happened for a long time and it's. More valuable for it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also really appreciated the way he was dragging his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sorry to do this to bring it back to COVID again, but you and I had a conversation when Salt Lake was moving from like everyone's in lockdown, nobody go outside to like it's okay to maybe see some people. Whether or not that was the right call, it's hard to say. Yeah. But we were both kind of had this feeling of like, oh, like I can leave my house now? Mm-hmm. Like I just felt so safe here. Mm-hmm. Things were predictable here. Yeah, it kind of sucked, but I like I knew what every day was going to look like. And I feel like going outside, that's weird and that's different. I don't know what's going to happen. And I felt that from Andy Sandberg's character. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen to us when we leave this? This is safe. Yeah. Progressing is scary. Yeah. And that's something I'd never considered. It just seemed like you'd be so desperate to get out of that, out of that situation. But you do lose what you had.
1: Oh, it's, yeah. When we had that conversation, part of it was, you know, we we had been all kind of stuck in our houses and like every day, like, I wish we didn't have to do this. I wish we could get out of this. When is this going to end? And as soon as there was a conversation like this might end, I did have that kind of feeling like, oh, but wait, like some of this has been actually really lovely. Yeah and there was like the small obviously i want the pandemic to go away i want everybody to be safe i want us to be able to like enjoy our lives but there was like a little part of me that's that was like slightly sad that like oh wait a minute am i about to lose like the aspects of this that have actually been really nice yeah and that i do think that that's kind of what he's grappling with where he's like obviously he was miserable in certain ways having to, like, wake up in the same day. But, like, he found somebody he really enjoyed being with. And, like, what does it look like on the other side? If they are able to escape this thing, then what happens? And yeah. that's scary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Palm Springs, I really liked it.
1: It's honestly fantastic. It's uh, content warnings. There's some language in it. so And,
0: uh, like, a few sex scenes. Yeah. Shout out to his girlfriend at the start of the movie. She is in Search Party. Oh, which is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Season 3 is on HBO Max. Can't wait to start it. She is so funny in this mm-hmm. as the ditzy Instagram brat. Yeah. Who he is dating. Her performance is remarkable. Peter Gallagher is in this as the father of the bride. Yeah. Lots of small really great performances in this. Um really loved it soundtrack slaps i have been listening to the soundtrack over and over and over it's a really fun mix uh some of the songs are kind of on the nose but you'll really enjoy them i really don't have a lot of critiques about this movie i
1: don't either honestly i i feel like they handled the subject better very sensitively there were i was going to mention multiple instances where they could have made jokes at the expense of women Uh, like homophobic jokes, racial jokes that it's like a a lesser movie would have like let itself kind of lean in a little bit and it didn't bother going there. Um, There's there's like this reference, for example, that actually kind of surprised me because most movies I don't think would do this. But he talks about like he's talking to Sarah and he's like, yeah, you run out of things to do after a while. And every day you're just trying to find a way to fill the day. And he's like, I kind of slept with everybody at Mm -hmm. the wedding at this point, because like, why not? And he's, like, running through, like, yeah, I slept with her and her and her. And at one point, he's like, and then I actually even slept with that guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, here comes, like, the homophobic joke, like, ooh, gross, you know. But, like, it's not played for laughs. Mm -mm. He's just like, yeah, it wasn't for me, but, like, you try everything after a while. (laughs) And, like, that's it. And what Skyler and I were watching, and it was like, that was kind of refreshing that, like, the fact that he did a gay thing wasn't a punchline. You know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, the punchline does come when he's like, "And your dad," and that that like yeah. freaks her out, but because it's her dad, not because it's a man. Not because
1: it's a man, yeah. he could have said, "Or and your mom," you know, yeah. like whatever. But and so I, I appreciated that. I felt like the movie was sensitive and tried to not just be a cliche of the type of comedy that I think sometimes Andy Samberg can fall into. I, again, I like him. He's not typically my cup of tea, Mm -hmm. but this isn't like just like a straight up dude comedy. And I think that it like can resonate with like a broader audience for that reason. I
0: think this is the type of comedy that a comedian can make after he's made his name in the dude comedy like yeah. adam sandler in uh, uncut gems oh, right yeah. like you you do your stupid movies to buy the mansion in the hills and then you get to do the stuff you're more interested will in will ferrell
1: in a deadly adoption will
0: ferrell in a deadly adoption <laughs> for instance yeah. uh, really really love palm springs I, it was one of those movies i was like well it's streaming let's watch it and it was absolutely delightful it's on hulu um, let us know what you think and we will be back in a couple weeks. Yeah. With another episode of Hive Mind. Thanks for listening, everybody.